take a look at your desk right now and tell me how many post-it notes, pieces of paper, scraps of paper, backs of napkins that you've got sitting around and you're trying to track or keep track of follow-up and people's names and addresses or leads and prospects for your real estate business. That's why it's so critical to have or think about getting a CRM, a customer relationship management tool. And wouldn't it be great if not only those bits of paper and post-it notes all disappeared, but then automatically your system would follow up with those leads and prospects and you'd only have to get involved when they put their hand up and said they're interested. Well, my two guests on today's podcast uh, share how they have built a CRM for real estate investors and actually even beyond real estate investors, anybody with a business. Uh, Two real estate investors themselves, and they realized that things weren't working the way that they wanted. And now they've developed this software. I'm sure you're going to find this episode interesting. You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast. It's for you, the busy real estate investor who wants to stand out from the crowd and attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time. My name's Paul Copcut, and each week we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes a real estate investor brandtastic and how you can apply it to your real estate investing business. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, and actionable, so you can begin to implement quickly and easily to get the results you want in your business. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you brandtastic. Okay, and welcome to this week's episode of the REI Branded Podcast, and I am excited to introduce you to a couple of younger guys than me, for sure. Um, Anthony Gayona and Daniel Martinez, and they're of, uh, as a company, as you see in the background, is HiveMind, uh, and we're going to find out a little bit more about HiveMind, but it's, a, it's an interesting um, kind of concept and approach to CRM or customer relationship management and really kind of uh, automating a lot of the lead follow-up and lead generation follow-up, but these guys know much more about it than I do, so we're going to get into details of that. But let me give you a little bit of of background on the two of them. Uh, it's interesting because they're in business together and they both, in uh, looking at their backgrounds, were influenced by where their dads came from in terms of their, the work that their dads were doing and, and how it's kind of led to where what they're doing now. So Anthony grew up in a construction family and his dad was in construction and he learned to, to generate leads in the construction industry. And, and Anthony started in construction at age 12 and got in, into that for about 15 years. Uh, and then he kind of got into wholesaling in the real estate side and then got excited about land development. And uh, so that's kind of his background. And then Daniel, uh, his dad worked on the roads for 30 years. And his one piece of advice was use your mind more than your body. So <laughs> I love that. Great, great piece of advice. So uh, uh, Daniel's done a, a range of different jobs, uh, got into the trucking business and then really got into the digital space. And that's the, the space that he gets excited and interested in. So, so welcome, Daniel. Welcome, Anthony. And uh, tell us, kick off, uh, tell us a little bit about HiveMind and, and what's the, the idea behind HiveMind, because I think it's quite a unique uh, approach. You want to fire it off, Daniel? Oh, go ahead, man. You always take it first. 
<laughs> I'm coming off of a break, man. So my brain's a little cold starting here. Um, I'll tell you, um, I'll kind of just run where you started just on our, our basic bio that uh, we, uh, you know, I come from the construction background. Um, the only reason I started doing lead generation because in construction, it's either feast or famine. You know, you're, uh, you have a ton of work and you can't get to it all. And then you hit these cold spots where nothing's happening at all. So I started uh, messing with online marketing uh, just to see if we can get some more consistent business. You know, the, the goal was never to try to build a real estate empire. You know, we just wanted to see if we can just keep eating food every week. That'd been a good enough idea. So, um, you know, fast forward years later, um, I got to the point to where I wanted to build a home for my family, like a single family home. Um, so I started researching on YouTube, you know, how you could um, generate, I mean, sorry, how you can uh, get land for cheap. So I said, oh, if I can find myself a, a way to get into a nice piece of property for cheap, build a house on it, you know, that'd be pretty unique. It'd be amazing to be able to start working on a house. If I could work out a good deal on the land, I felt like the rest might fall in place. So I started watching a bunch of YouTube videos and I started uh, researching, you know, how to buy land for cheap, how to get cheap land. And I, I saw a couple of videos that were entitled how to get land for free. So, you know, really got my gears going and I, I stayed on it. And I, I kept noticing that all of these people who were doing lead generation for land, they, they kept on saying marketing and marketing and marketing. All these people who were really good at real estate kept using the term marketing and the light wouldn't come on. I, I, I couldn't, what did I keep saying marketing for? I'm a marketing guy. What do they mean by that? So finally, when the light bulb switched on, I found that they were doing lead generation for sellers, property sellers is what they were doing. Um, and say no more. I'm like in the middle of December by January 1st, I had all of my marketing campaigns up and running. I, I think in my first 30 days, I spent like $25,000 on marketing. Um, I just did anything and everything that you can think of from a text blasting to, uh, you know, I did, I ordered like a thousand bandit signs, you know, I just did it all. I just did everything. And I got a lead for a farm, um, up by uh, Grandview, Texas by Fort Worth. And, um, I ended up making $85,000 on that deal. Um, so I decided to not, you know, being a, a general contractor and a licensed home builder, I thought I was going to go after houses. Um, so we immediately switched all of the gears over towards land and we just turned on all the jets that way. Um, I found that it was a low volume business. You know, we weren't doing 20 deals a month like these gurus. Sometimes it was one deal a month or one deal every two months. Um, so I knew it was a low volume game, um, but high payouts. So when we decided to scale, we said, you know, instead of us hiring internal people, like hiring a bunch of uh, internal staff and, uh, you know, VAs and in-office people and acquisitions teams and having this vertically integrated company that's just eating away at your wallet every month. Um, we decided that we would create a mastermind of sorts where we would teach people uh, around the globe how to do this type of lead generation and how to find these types of deals so that we could JV with everybody. So that's how the idea of the hive mind was born. And could you Give us a little bit more of an insight into, you know, mastermind. What's the, the kind of thought behind that? To, is that so that you can not only impart your knowledge, but then also the, the collective of everybody increases everybody's knowledge because you're all trying different things. And is that yeah. the, the concept behind it? Yeah. So if you see all these brains around me. Those are all the people inside of the hive mind, right? So like I said, if we could just teach five or 10 or a hundred people or a thousand people for that matter, exactly what we're doing, how to generate the leads, where to find them, what to say to these people, um, how to negotiate creative strategies. We do a lot of creative finance, sub two stuff. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times we are finding ourselves ending up with properties for free on the front end where the, the sellers are willing to just hand it over to us. So we figured, yeah, if, if we would teach other people what we're doing, then they would bring us back some of these deals. And I started doing it actually before HiveMind. I just started teaching other people in groups. They would hear me or see me say something on Facebook. And then they would say, hey, man, I saw you on this group. Um, sounds really interesting. Can you help me? 
So I would just help them send a few text messages. Hey, try this, make sure you do this. Don't do this, whatever you do, have a nice day. Then, and that was it. I didn't think twice about it. And, and I was doing that over and over and over again, having these little mini conversations and just helping people not asking for anything in return, anything like that. And they started coming back saying, Hey, I got a deal. Can you help me? I'll split it with you 50, 50. And another one, Hey, I got a deal. Do you think you can help me with this? Hey, I got a deal. And I'm saying, wait a minute, you know, something's happening here. So that was kind of the idea. And then every time somebody joins the mastermind, um, we find out that it's getting more intelligent, right? Because somebody always brings a new set of value and skills to the table that we didn't have before. So every time a new person joins a hive mind, yeah, it is becoming more, more intelligent, more self-aware, if you would. I love it. So D- Daniel, how did you get involved with this? What what brought you to this? Um, I mostly do the technical side. So the, actually the hive mind more than the mastermind is a software as well. So uh, the software itself is a customer relation management tool to CRM. And the biggest thing for us is we built it out of necessity because we were just losing leads follow-up wasn't there and we were just unorganized. So when we saw the opportunity to create the hive mind of the software itself, it was just more of not not be, keeping better track of your leads in general and not letting everything, everything fall through the cracks. And then um sorry, how were you how were you tracking how were you tracking leads before? What what was the kind of systems that you- because you're probably going to say exactly what a lot of uh, listeners are doing right now, probably. <laughs> well, when I first started, it was Excel spreadsheets, and then you always have to like put it's like put reminders, and you still have paper on your desk, and it was just annoying. And then I got into Podio, and Podio is it's it's its own different animal, and it's complex, and it was just it wasn't for me. And then when uh, we had the opportunity to create this, it was just so much more efficient, as user friendly. You can do a lot more with it, calling, texting everything all with everything all in one like it what i do is just consultations i don't even run HiveMind anymore we're just me and anthony joke around that we're just managers of HiveMind. we just it goes wherever it wants to but we're just kind of making sure it doesn't sink <laughs> it sounds more like you're the kind of the catalysts i guess and you're the the teachers and the catalysts that's it that's it right. and like it's the it's kind of grown beyond us because like uh, we do three weekly calls um, I didn't show up to one yesterday and it ran by itself. I have the recording, it's on YouTube, and I'm not actually running running the show anymore because we have like me, I'm I'm 29 years old. There's people a part of the hive mind that have 30 years experience of real estate. So like, what do I know? <laughs> so th- there's a lot of people that bring in a lot of value that have been doing this way longer than we have that provide just as much and more value than we do. So we're just kind of pointing it in its own direction and it goes wherever it wants to. And so that's it. That, that kind of leads to a good question: Is is Hive Mind for the more experienced investor, or is it something that somebody brand new or somebody very new to real estate investing could also look at as a system or as a process to follow? I can touch on that one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so we have a, a gentleman. Um, his name is DeAndre. He's twenty five years old. Um, he's doing um, land deals in Florida, and since he joined Hive Mind, he had his first hundred thousand dollar month. And uh, now he's about to have a second $100,000 month this month in a row for the first time ever since he joined. So, you know, younger, but more experienced. And then we have a brand new person named Elizabeth. She's 24 years old. Um, Within 30 days of joining, she locked up a deal where I helped her lock up a deal where she'll make about $250,000 on her very first real estate transaction ever. Never been a homeowner, never been in real estate before. So yeah, you can be as green as they come, or you can be a little seasoned, or you can be you know more seasoned than anybody in the room. And again, there's there's a way for us to add value to what you're doing. We're seeing that a lot of seasoned investors are coming on as well. So whether you're brand new or not, yeah, there's a place for you here. 
And it, you said global. So is it something that is available? It could be run up here in Canada or it could be run in the UK where I'm originally from. Or- Absolutely. 100%. So our, our software, the base of it is customer relations. So pretty much every CRM does or wants to do the same thing. But our phone system integrates with like 25 different countries. So people in Canada can use our product. People in Europe can use our product. People in the Philippines can use our product. So it's not just localized. And then the other thing is that it's not not just real estate people either. Anybody that owns a business that can leverage a CRM can use our product. And it can be molded into whatever you want it to be. So one of our newest clients actually owns a surfboard shop here locally in California where I'm at. And that's one of our newest clients. So it's not just real estate people. It's not just people in America. It's people globally in any type of business. So what prompted you to, what was missing from, because there's a lot of other, and if we keep focused on real estate, there's a lot of other real estate CRM systems or bigger kind of systems or uh, uh, processes that are out there. So what prompted you to kind of look at at all of those and say, no, it's not quite the same as what we're trying to do. So the, the difference is, is that most CRMs are expensive. Like uh, we got, we got quoted one for $7,000 and it's customized and you still have to pay the monthly fees per user. You still have to pay. Um, and it doesn't, doesn't come with everything. You have to still pay for the dollar. You still have to pay for the SMS system and it just integrates with it. This literally what we offer is $99 a month and it comes with the phone system built in. So you don't have to use and leverage all these other products and then integrate it into the system. It all works together. So like when, when people, when people do normally do marketing, they usually use the SMS platform. That's all they use. People might use a dialer platform and that's all they use, or they might do a combination of both and kind of work it together with ours. We can actually, you can actually set up a, a, we have a power dialer in our system where you can actually set up calls if they don't answer and it goes to voicemail, you can send a text and a voicemail right after that. And tangent, one to, all in one together, where your marketing efforts are not being wasted by transitioning all this data back and forth and possibly missing leads and everything just doesn't flow because it's separate. And Anthony, you, you've been in lead generation for 15 years. So how do you see, how have you seen things kind of progress and what are the advantages now that technology brings that you didn't see? perhaps 15 years ago? I think now uh, more than anything is, I mean, I think lead generation and marketing has been the same, right? Whether that's on Facebook or Google, any of the, right, the big ones, um, it continues to be the same. The cost is going up as the market becomes more saturated. So um, this thing in, in five or 10 years, it's going to be more competitive. Ads are going to be more expensive to run on Google and Facebook, right? So with that being said, we had to think of a way so that, you know, in 20 years, you know, maybe your marketing costs might not be it might not be efficient to run these types of ads anymore. So how can we make something like this eternal? Um, with, with, I've heard these gurus right on these clubhouse and these other types of apps where they get on and they'll say, hey, you know, my marketing budget is $100,000 a month or $200,000 a month for marketing for them to be able to sustain the real estate company. Well, with a hive mind, um, the bigger your team gets, right? Because you, we have an affiliate program where you add people to the CRM and we pay you monthly for it. So the bigger team that you get um, and you teach them to do exactly what we're doing and we can teach them as well, your marketing costs actually go down day by day. So right now, I mean, I'm all but ready to turn off all of my marketing efforts for my own personal self and just run ads for my team members now. So 
not only is my marketing cost plummeting, it's going down to zero. So now I'll be doing JV deals, 50-50 deals with more and more people as time goes on. So the more deals that I'm doing, uh, my marketing costs are not going up. They've actually flatlined. They went to zero. So that's kind of where we're headed uh, from where we were to where we're headed now. So without the hive mind, it's just more expensive to do marketing. And so is, is that because you're earning affiliates that so that kind of balances out the money you're spending on marketing or you're finding you're not having to put well, money into yeah in the beginning right like someone let's say someone like yourself for example you join of course as you start to add people to the crm yep you can use some of the, that monthly money that's coming in to use towards your ad spend but what's going to happen is the bigger you, the, the bigger your team gets you're going to have a lot of people who want to spend their own capital on, on generating leads so they don't know what to do, right? Take a brand new guy. He doesn't know how to do marketing. doesn't know how to do, The guy just wants to get in the game. So he says, hey, I can put $500 a month towards marketing. And the other person says, I can put $1,000 a month towards marketing. So now you have 20, 30, 40, 50 people around you that want to throw $1,000 at marketing per month each. Now your marketing budget's $50,000 a month. So there's not a whole lot of reason for you to reach into your pocket and pull out $500 or $1,000 when you, it'll just be more about managing your team members, the people around you who are having an influx of leads. I mean, there'd be almost no way for you to get to your own stuff. So why not just partner up with your t other team members and help them do their deals? Hmm, that is an interesting concept. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Why, why should real estate investors look at this? I mean, it, it seems to make a lot more sense to me. I mean, we're looking, we're looking at postcards, for example, the, the classic, you know, mail, direct mail drops. It works perfect. Yeah, we have a lot of mailers on our team. Yeah, they do amazing. Yeah. So. I, but I'm hearing that you know uh, the direct mail um, mail drops are now the, the kind of response rates and everything it's dropping and dropping and dropping because to your point there's more people getting in the game there's more competition people are getting saturated I mean I, I could probably say every week I receive two to five pieces of real estate related direct mail in my in you know, in my mailbox, <laughs> mostly, mostly realtors, to be honest, but occasionally it's the real estate investor, you know, looking to sell your house for cash. Mm -hmm. Does that, does your system, do you see that kind of disappearing or do you just see it being a complement to all the other marketing activity that people do? It'll be complimentary. When you do online lead generation, you get, you, you blanket areas, right? So I've got, like three of my biggest deals that I've ever done before were in these little towns that I've never heard of. So if everybody's mailing, they're all mailing to the major metroplexes, right? But when you're doing online lead generation, you'll start to find more of these little hot pockets that nobody else is paying attention to. So yeah, I think it'll always be complimentary because you can get laser targeted with postcards where you can't do that with uh, online lead generation. So the online lead generation is kind of highlighting for you areas that you may not have even considered. And then you yep. can say, okay, now I'm going to go and drop 5,000 postcards in that area. Yeah. Follow through to, to complement what you're doing. And in an area that nobody's ever heard of before, because I promise you those cities that I'm telling you about in Texas, nobody's mailing there. I bet you there's not a single postcard going out there. It's just, there's no way to know that those, these cities that are over an hour away from a major city, and there's just something happening there. Unless you live there locally, there's no way for you to know. Right. But definitely, yeah, they definitely won't be oversaturated. And, and Daniel, you've been involved in, or you are still involved in uh, the list guys, which is a, a separate thing. Tell us a little bit more about that because I came across the term skip tracing. And here in Canada, it's not a term that I've come across as commonly. So I think a lot of listeners, at least up here in Canada, would be interested in hearing a little bit more about what that is and 
and what are the benefits of of it and and uh, a little bit more detail so um i'll kind of go into the list guys in general so with the marketing crm the hive mind itself is just a marketing tool to market but where do you get your list from so my other business that i run is called the list guys so we actually provide lists to do marketing with so like let's say you wanted to pull chicago by a zip code well you can actually come to me i'll pull that list for you what are you looking for absentee owners elderly people or um whatever landlords you're looking for landlords i can pull all the information and then skip tracing is getting that information together and getting phone numbers for them so it's the process of getting data getting phone numbers for that data and then you have a skip trace list so sometimes people there's so many ways to get to lists. you can get lists from the, the county you can get lists from the the probate divorce all from the county but a lot of those they're time intensive to pull the tax lien list you actually have to go physically or do open records request the water company you have to go do open records request with the with the with the with the water company every month just to get the new fresh updated list so with us it's just it's just simpler just hey when you're doing when you're doing large scale marketing you, you have to start calling larger lists because if you have like there's somebody in Dallas Fort Worth he has 40 full-time virtual assistants cold calling 40 hours a week and for him he has to like that's a lot of data. That's a lot of numbers. Like you can't call these people once a week because that's just that's too much. So for him, he literally pulled all that whole met everybody. If they own a property, he has their number, and he just calls them in a rotation. So when you when you're doing large scale when you're doing large scale um, lead generation, you you have to have a bunch of data to cycle through. Whether it's texting, calling, and the person who gets the deal is just the person who whose calls or texts. RVMs, whoever sends that postcard right when they're ready to sell. And sometimes if you if you follow it up with that person 10, 12 times, they say it takes seven to 12 contacts to actually convert a sale. If you're that person that contacts them all the time, you're gonna get that sale. Or that person that whoever, if you're there when they need to sell, you're gonna get that sale. So it's just being consistent and making sure your follow-up systems are set up in order where whenever they're ready to sell, you're that person they call. That's a huge number, 40 VAs. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So if you think of 40 VAs, I mean, that's if, if you're paying them $5 an hour, that's $200 a month. That's $10,000 of, of spend just on the VAs. That's not including the data. That's not including your, your acquisitions, your sales, your, your, your lead management as far as um, when a deal goes under contract. So just with that person, he has at least minimum at least minimum ten thousand dollars a month in ad spend and that's where that's where anthony was talking about where people can when they go in in such high volume they can easily start spending twenty thirty thousand a month and does this does this approach apply equally if you're wanting to really kind of specialize and niche and really be maybe do low volume and not you're not looking for the big volume uh kind of uh, reaction or results it, it, it depends what you want so like some people, uh, people, a lot of people that do mailers, they're they're a one man show. So they schedule out their mail, and they know they're going to get. If I send out five hundred postcards per week, I'll get I'll get five to twenty calls per week. So they just consistently send that, and they know what volume they're going to get that in. It's not necessarily the size of the deal because that where it comes, that's where it comes down to their list type and what what they're targeting as well. Because if you stick to low 
low um, low value properties, you're only going to get to low value spreads as far as possible deals because you can't make a hundred dollar. You can't make you can't make fifty thousand dollars on a sixty thousand dollar property. It's just not going to happen. You might get one every five years, but it's just not going to happen. So that's why me and Anthony were like doing with uh, farm and ranch properties because those could be a hundred acres. You're dealing with five six hundred thousand dollar plus properties that you can easily create a large spread in there. What advice do you have for somebody who's looking at, you know, going from their paper system or their Excel into something like HiveMind? What are the things that you think people should keep in mind when they're looking at a CRM? I, I, think, I think the biggest thing is get organized. I think there's a statistic is that uh, 60% of businesses start using a CRM within their first five years. And a lot of it, it can... Once you get organized, it can accelerate your business. So like I said, like the person like DeAndre Anthony mentioned earlier is that he was already doing well, but getting in our system just accelerated him to making his first six-figure month. And now he's doing it back to back. And if he can do that consistently for months, it's got to be something working. So it's more about getting organized and not letting leads fall through the cracks and just keeping up to date with everything that's going on. Because it's very easy to forget to call somebody. It's very easy to forget to send a mailer to somebody. It's, it gets very easy to do that. So if you have something, in, if you have something beyond you that's smarter than you, keeping you accountable and keeping you on track to make sure you're following up these people, it, it, it only gets better from there. And is that part of the benefit of the mastermind element from HiveMind? That accountability as well. Because you've got a you've got a private Facebook group for hive mind people, and is that something that Anthony that you see as being an extra benefit as well? I'll tell you quite a few things, man, that I've seen from from a marketer's perspective. Is yeah, when you're keeping track of your leads with pen and paper, like like Daniel said, things just fall through the cracks. So having a CRM is I I call it like an outsourced brain, right? Because now I don't have all this cognitive loading where I have to remember all these dates and numbers and stuff. So if somebody says, hey, look, I'm just not ready to sell right now. We might be looking towards the end of the year. If you give me a call before, that number would go straight into the garbage can or it would end up in the back of a notebook that I'm just not going to follow. There's no way I'm going to remember to follow. But by six months, I'll already be working on 600 new deals. Um, so I think that's part of it. That's um, been huge. But the mastermind has been a blessing for me because I've been able, to, as I'm teaching new people, they're able to take some of the time off my plate. So I guess like the dream scenario where you have this business that kind of runs itself, right? It's like what the, what the holy grail of business is for us. I haven't opened up my own personal CRM since late February. So one of my team members has been operating my real estate company for me. Um, and I've just been helping and coaching other new people. So you know, the, a lot of the deals that I've been working um, as a JB partner, I've had very little you know, time spent on those deals. It would just be where somebody brings me something Hey, can you talk to this seller for me? Well, that's another thing that we do is we actually get on the phone with the sellers for you uh, when you have somebody who's warmed up enough to ready, you know, they're ready to talk business. So, you know, a lot of these deals that I'm working on right now as a JV partner with my other team members, I've probably spent, you know, maybe five to 10 minutes on each deal. And they're, they're little deals, but they're significant, you know, anywhere between like five and $20,000 and then some of them in excess of $100,000. Um, very, very little of my own effort put into these deals. So that's been a blessing as well. So I've been able to cover a lot more ground faster uh, because all you need to do inside of the CRM, like right now we did bring on a call center because we have a bunch of old data that we wanted to call. Um, so all I did was uh, Daniel set it up to where that team member receives um, a text message every time a lead comes into the system. 
So she logs into the account, it shows that she has a new lead, and then she reaches out and calls them. So I'm doing a pretty decent amount of uh, real estate deals right now that I haven't really had to touch at all. So that between a CRM and a mastermind, it's been a blessing. It's been it's been surreal to, to say the least. And you were, can, I, can I touch on that as well? The mastermind. Sorry, um, the mastermind. I think it's 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 like we're me and Anthony. We're part of other masterminds as well too. You learn more than just about real estate. You learn about business, and a lot of people they don't know. They get stuck on on simple stuff. So like people that have a ton of experience, like whether it's a title issue or uh, how to get somebody they might not have a connection with. I think it's one of the powerful things about a mastermind is that, and that's one thing we're really trying to build is with, like if somebody needs a title, a title company in Florida, I know who to call because we have a bunch of people in Florida. I can text a bunch of people. We can get five title companies in the next 30 minutes. So it's not like people like, I need, I need an agent. Well, I got agents too. Some of our users are investor agents. What do you need? Like, I need, a, I need a, a probate attorney. Okay, well, we got probate attorneys too. I can call my people because people that are experienced that have been doing this for six months or longer that have been doing deals, they start building their own network of people locally. So as long as you have the network everywhere, you, if anybody comes in like, hey, I need somebody in Washington. I have three people on my phone I can call right now and like, hey, do you know the title attorney? Do you know the title company? Do you know a probate attorney? Can you help with this? And like, yeah, yeah, this person's from here, the forwarding right over and it's over. It's done. There's no guessing about there's, and it's all referral based, just based, based off their own connections that they've acquired and, and built up to that point. So when you can leverage your network, as far as the network's network and their experience from business and overcoming small objections, like there's, there's levels to business. Like when you, be, when you, when you, tra- when you transition from a nine to five, to a solopreneur, there's 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 um, there's growing pains. When you start hiring your first employee, there's growing pains. When you have five employees plus, there's growing pains. When you hit certain revenue point, there's growing pains. Like, what do I do with this money? There's there's growing pains to every level of this because you have to learn new things that you never hit before, and there's really no one to tell you unless you ask. And that's the beauty of the mastermind is that there's multiple levels of people that have been in different situations. So like, Hey, I'm stuck on this. How do I get past this point? And for you, it might be a mountain right in front of you, but for them, it's like, Hey, just step to the left and go right, right up that hill. There's a trail right there and you're going to overcome this super easy. And then you can kind of shortcut a lot of that, the pain of business. You can shortcut a lot of that. So that's the beauty of the mastermind too. I love it. So it's like a super network and a super power team all in one that stretches wherever you figure you want to go so that's it wonderful so i've got some questions to to kind of wrap up these are my kind of favorite uh favorite questions uh favorite brand and why <laughs> we're both looking at each other like dang oh i don't even i mean for me me being in business my favorite brands are brands that people around me produce so part of the other mastermind that I'm in is they're 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 creating, uh, they're creating clothing brands, uh, bag like luxury bag brands, creating uh, sunglass brands. Like my my wife has an apparel brand, Hive Mind. We have our own. We sell our own clothes. Like see Anthony. Anthony bought twenty shirts because he doesn't <laughs> want to wear anything but Hive Mind. And it's one of those things. Like we we. 
when you wear other people's brands, you're representing their product. And for me, I'd rather wear other entrepreneurs' products and not really support the the, the luxury brands <laughs> for for that case. That's, so when it comes to like apparel and items, like I'd rather support other entrepreneurs than the Nike and whatever Old Navy. I love that mindset, Daniel. I, that's cool. I've never never thought of it that way. So I like that. I would say my uh, I would say if I had to pick one, I would probably say Amazon because um, they're not afraid to pivot into something different because we get so stuck in our ways where we don't want to, you know, get, do anything different, right? Like even us that we're real estate guys, but I also have a roofing company. I also have a car dealership, right? So I kind of have that mindset is that if, if you put something in front of me, that's interesting enough, and it looks like I can get a good return on my investment of time and capital. Um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't mind pivoting. I like the idea that yeah, Amazon, you know, they're, they're into groceries now, right? They're into like home delivery and I think they're never going to stop evolving. So if I had to pick one, yeah, I would probably say Amazon. Yeah, just because of their fluidity, you know, and the open uh, openness to be able to pivot like that. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I can see them getting into a lot of other different niches. You know, they're not just going to stop at at home delivery and, and trinkets. They're going to keep evolving. Base race next. It's next week, isn't it? He goes up. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Tesla is my first choice because I really admire Elon probably than any other uh, entrepreneur, but I like, again, Amazon's ability to pivot into anything. Love it. Uh, Recommended business book or podcast? Um, So I have, I have it right here. I'm a numbers guy and creative finance. So it's uh, invest in debt by Jimmy Napier. Um, it's a, it's an, it's a book that covers, um, pretty much creative finance, balloons, um, notes, all that good stuff. So I, I'm, I'm a numbers oriented guy. So I like that book. <laughs> hey, good recommend. All right. My business book is it's, it's less about the business side of it. It's more, I guess, of the, the spiritual side of it, because I think that ties back to everything. Um, my favorite book of all time, um, is called the power of now. Um, and it kind of makes you realize, yeah, that if you get into that kind of stay in the present moment, then you can pivot into anything yeah, you can become anything. You can, you can bring anything, no matter if something tragic happens in your life, or even when things are going really good. Um, if you can kind of just exist in the present moment, bring everything all together all at once, you can come to like an immediate stop of your surroundings and then you can pivot into anything. I think that makes you super powerful that if you can learn to like exist in the present, that's in business, fitness, anything, it, it translates into anything. It's so, so multifaceted. I, I guess that's why I consider it a business book, even though it doesn't even mention business in there. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I get a lot of books like that that you think that's not applicable to business. And then you read it and think, oh, that's applicable to business. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm probably more so than the spreadsheets. <laughs> right. And current tool or resource that you're enjoying using, apart from Hivemind, of course. So. <laughs> Man, I, that's a hard question because all I do is, I mean, everything's integrated in the hive mind. Like I was, I was, I was talking to my cousin and she entered into our hive mind funnel. Poor lady. Oh man. <laughs> she, she entered into our hive mind funnel and she got hit with a text and an email. And I'm like, she's like, did you text me? I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> and it's just, it's just one of those things where like, I, I, I feel sorry for people that don't leverage our system because like, I'm telling you, like, we just started using everything in our system because like we can sell courses, digital products. You can use it to sell um, trainings, um, 
we are, we're, we're doing an event in August. It's all done on our platform. The website's hosting our platform. We collect payment through our platform. And then they send SMS and email notifications to our platform. So I'm like, I don't, I mean, I don't use anything else besides Zoom. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. We, we meant to touch on that earlier and we were leading up to it, but nobody ever said it, is that it's just more expensive to not use HiveMind. If you're going to have, you know, it hosts all your websites. If, if you're going to have all these, you know, different parts of your business all put together, it literally just costs you more to not use it. I mean, that's fine too. So that's what we, we joked about it in the beginning. We said, you know, maybe you just hate one of us. You know, maybe that's why you don't want to use HiveMind. But other than that, yeah, it'll, it'll save you money no matter what. Um, I, I think my favorite tool or resource um, is Facebook. I think a lot of people are not using it to its full capacity because it's the best networking tool. It's the best, you know, advertising tool. Um, it's the best place to host a mastermind or a group. I mean, there's, and then I hear people every now and then it's, Oh, I hate Facebook. Oh, I'll never get on Facebook. If you're in business, you just have to be on there right now. It's, it's free. It's the best free source that you can possibly ask for. Okay. Excellent. And that was, you, you mentioned, so I did have a question that occurred to me. So, what happens with regards to websites? So are people expected to have their own website or is that still something you can still do within HiveMind? So you actually have the ability to make unlimited websites. So um, our, our, web, our landing page is built on our platform, 100%. Um, the, we do weekly meetings all built on our platform. People can, like some people, some investors, they might have a buyer site, they might have a seller site and they might have a credibility site. Like you can do all that unlimited websites, unlimited users for the base price. So we we want to offer, really wanted to offer a good product that can help a lot of people. And like my biggest thing is that we're seeing people accelerate. And that's my biggest motivation is that we're really helping people. Like, like it was it, like, we started this in February. So it was really big culmination. Like, Hey, we just helped somebody make six figures. Next is going to be a million. And next is going to be more people hitting six figures. Like what product can you be more proud of? Like, like everybody come in, like, I want you to come in because I want to see you accelerate. And I'm kind of like, it doesn't matter how much we make. I want to see you accelerate. And I want to see you hit your goals because in my soul, that that's enough for me. <laughs> okay. So how can people find you? Where's the best place to, we'll put all your contact details and, and links in, in the show notes, but uh, where, where do people find HiveMind? So we have a public Facebook group, uh, HiveMind CRM on Facebook. We're on YouTube, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're everywhere we want to be. We're starting a podcast releasing this month. We're everywhere you want to be if you look hard enough. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, Anthony, Daniel, thank you very much for your time and uh, have yourselves a fantastic day. Thank you. Thank you for having us on, Paul. This was fun, man. We appreciate you spending time with us. And if you're wondering where your real estate investing brand currently stands, and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free REI brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash checklist. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day. <laughs>